Justin is clearly not following this conversation. <laughs> if it was worth something, I'd follow it. Wow. Wow. Damn. Did that cut too deep? Ladies, There's he's single. Some he's avoidant. Shade. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. He just became a godfather yesterday. That was pretty cool. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Were thanks. you able to meet the baby or was it like a Zoom? Hold up. Hey, you guys, you guys talk to me whenever this conversation's worth listening to. All right, welcome to Can We Save the Cat, the podcast where we have three ideas. We go around the room, pitch them, and see which one we like, choose it, and then go through like a writer's room and create it into the next big thing. Today we have Justin Eugene on the host, and we have Danny Hanks, writer-director. <laughs> that was a really quick intro. I just love how you go, today we have Justin Eugene, and you didn't mention that that was you. Like, you want me to do it again? I'm the host, and my guest today is Justin Eugene. No, that was fantastic. Uh, I am Brian Hayes, writer, actor, and producer. I kind of like messing up the intro. It's just like become my thing. It's pretty something. That's if for this sure. Is the first episode of Can We Save the Cat that you're listening to? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. You're welcome for that interesting intro. Danny sounds like a robot. Mine sounds majestical, okay? Oh, oh. Wow. Also, the word that you're looking for is majestic. Are you jealous that I can make my own words? Some writers are creative like that, you know? Every word is made up. They don't get stuck in a box. Some of us don't even see a box. Justin is practically Shakespeare. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, fair. He, he, did, he did pretty well. Shakespeare hasn't gotten canceled yet, so yeah, I would say he's doing pretty well. Just saying. Did you know that rats can be racist? To albino rats? To other rats. Like, rats of different colors can not like each other. Interesting. I think dogs are can be racist. Dogs can definitely, dogs can be, I guess maybe it's breedist if it's a dog. I knew somebody who had a little dog that didn't like floppy-eared dogs. Oh, that's very specific. Just very anti-floppy ears. All right, Dr. Doolittle. Didn't know you could speak to fucking animals. Well, okay, like if I gave the dog a survey and it was like floppy ears. Well, this dog would like try to attack any dogs with floppy ears. How did you get this data and research figured out? Okay, this person has owned this dog for like 15 years or something. And she like just came up with this well, one day doing shrooms? No, she was just like, why well, Why it. is this dog? You notice it. Like, why yeah. is this dog only attacking certain other Justin, dogs? Justin, if you have a dog that only barks at a certain type of person, you notice very quickly. <laughs> I don't because I'm not looking for things like that because I'm not racist. No, it's just like you notice it. You're like, why did you like you're out in a crowd and it'll be like a hundred people around and it'll bark at like two. Why don't people. you raise like, your f- children better, Brian? It's a dog. 
Yeah, there's no way to correct. I mean, <laughs> your your environment is creating this situation, so. Oh, my God. Everything about this is wrong. <laughs> All right. Let's do All pitches. Right. Let's Yeah, let's get into some pitches. I don't even know what I'm pitching anymore. I forgot I've been involved with this conversation so long. <laughs> All right, let's do some pitches. Let's start with Danny, and then I'll go second, and then Brian goes last. Hell yeah, I don't know which one I want to do, so that's perfect. All right, so uh, this pitch is inspired by a friend of mine who's going to be really angry. <laughs> but it's inspired by a date that she had. And uh, my concept is a rom-com about really bad sex. So it's like, she really likes him. He's like, really great. But it's just really, really, really bad. But here's the kicker. He thinks he's really, really good. What guy actually thinks he's really good, though? I don't know guys are actually thought that, like, at this point in our lives. There was a quote from this date that I will take out of context. I'm a Libra. You know what that means? Libras are really good at sex. <laughs> and I'm just going to be like, 90 seconds tops. Ugh. According to this person. That sucks for him, so, too. So maybe he's doing um, that because he, like, maybe the confidence just makes him feel better about, like... Hey, that's gotta be well. That could be part of the pitch. That could yeah, be part of the we're not movie. Workshopping this, Mister Eugene. I just feel bad for this guy in some way. You know, like I mean, I get Why? it. Why? Because I'm now, a guy. I know how like the other side okay, feels. Okay, here, and let me make you feel less bad about it. I, I'm sure he's a bad guy, but I like I. Yeah. Bad foreplay, pump pump done. Mm. Did you? <sighs> no, no. Of course At not. At least he asked. <laughs> <laughs> And then didn't do anything when the answer was no. Oh. Well, he's probably tired. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're learning so much about Justin. <laughs> oh, my God. Ladies, don't hit him up. <laughs> that's selfish. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's my pitch. I'm just trying to protect this guy since he's not here to protect himself. Now, Danny, I have to ask. Are you trying to protect your roommate? Is she the one that was actually bad? Yeah, she's pumping dumping it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Is that what it's called? I have no idea. I mean it would just be called a You said it. It would be premature or you'd be called a minute man from a guy's perspective. I want to say pump pump pass, but that's puff puff pass. Well he what's he passing it to? <laughs> you, it's your turn. What's your pitch? I'm pitching a TV show because, once again, we have not done any of these, and that's all people are doing now is watching and making TV shows. Uh, mine is about a... Stoopmates was a TV show, you jerk. Didn't I scratch that to the end of the earth? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I scorched it almost. Anyways, it's about a, uh, about a young guy that's uh, retired from his day job, and he, is, he just bought a trophy store, and he has to go into this world of making trophies for, like... Little leagues, fantasy football leagues, like all these random and crazy things you have to kind of make in the uh, the idea of like owning a shop with a bunch of older employees, like an old style kind of like, you know how like, it, like because trophies are such a, like an old game thing, like it's been around forever. Not a lot of them are online. Some of them are you just like, you have to go in the store and buy it. Some of them you have to go buy in cash. It's just this younger person is walking this world of like a bunch of older people that have no idea how to work technology. 
and dealing with like the craziness of the different orders you get. Okay. Okay. Um, Sitcom about a trophy store. Yeah. All right. Also, Justin. Flack had to overexplain because I'm watching Danny's face as she's like puking. (laughs) (laughs) I have never seen a trophy store. This is why it would be fun, Danny. Okay. Hater. Okay. Uh, Justin, for the record, you saved the hell out of Stoopmates. Of course I did, because it was a good fucking show. Boom. Uh, hmm. Okay, so which one do I want? Fact checker in the middle with? of the goddamn podcast. Yep. <laughs> God him. Okay. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go with. He's gonna choose a pitch that he knows we won't pick because we all know Danny's winning right now. What? So annoying. <laughs> it could be really good. Really. Well, that's the thing that sucks sometimes when you go last. You know that person's like, you know what? Could I win this or should I save a winner for later? No, you know what? I'm gonna just gonna dab. And the way the way Brian's moving around behind the camera, you could tell he's like, mm, should I? Mm, I had this one. I don't know. No, I'm gonna go with one that I really like. Okay. Okay. Pressure. Yeah. I uh, like it. Okay, so my pitch is about a young writer. Uh, who gets the chance of a lifetime when she's asked to ghostwrite. The only problem is she's asked to ghostwrite for an aging misogynistic author of a popular spy crime series. So it's like she's having to do this job. She's really trying to wanting to do this job, but he's an asshole and he's not really like taking any of her advice, but she doesn't want to lose her first break into um, writing and ghostwriting. So that is my pitch. Feature? Yeah, I would say, I would probably say a feature. Um, okay. Could maybe work it as a limited series, but I couldn't really, or you know what? It could be, it could be a series and um, the end of season one is like the book comes out. Yeah. And then you kind of go from there and follow their careers. I think it depends on, on how much content you can pull out of th- her story. It's definitely a cool idea. Can't deny that. Cool idea for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Kind of sucks. Right. I like all three of ours, even though I don't think Danny likes mine. I liked all. I like all three of ours. <laughs> I like all three. Um, okay, so we'll we'll go ahead and vote, and we'll go in reverse order. So I'll go first. Um, I do like all three. So the the only trouble that I'm seeing is like I don't know literally anything about the trophy like world so i feel like we would just literally be literally making everything never up. seen a trophy store that's what i'm saying life. i don't think you have to think about it as a trophy store it's just a store like you think think about it. it's just the office in a different setting but he's like coming into this world right yeah but the world is basically like it's a customer service world so that's Hold what I, that's what i'm trying to understand is it more my pitch is about a trophy store but don't think of about it as being in a trophy store. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to understand. Because your the office is based like, off a paper company, but you don't talk about. You barely. But talk it's about, about paper. No, 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 no. So here's the difference. The office is about the employees of the paper company. As that's it was pitched. Ha- that's why I had the whole conversation about. He's walking this world. These older people that don't know how to work technology. Right. That's but literally the way you... why I went into explaining it more because Danny's face. But paper stores exist, or they existed. Trophy stores exist. I have. N- Okay, okay. I think here's what I think that what I am, is wrong I am with you? having a problem with concept wise. Is it like a walk in trophy store? It's like a chocolate shop where you can walk in and like buy things off the yes, shelf. You, where do you think people get trophies from? I have never seen Amazon. that in my life. And uh, maybe you it's you because you can't really I'm get young. trophies on Amazon because you got to get them engraved and stuff. I bought a trophy off of Amazon. 
I said you can't really get trophies online because you have to get them engraved. Like if you want to order 50 trophies for your uh, Little League soccer team, you're not getting that on Amazon. <laughs> you're going to get that from a trophy store. I've never seen a trophy store. You're talking I'm, to a I'm guy that orders trophy all the time for people. Yeah, I think you're more in this world than we are. And that's like the only thing. I do like the idea of, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to vote have for... To, you don't have to pick my idea. I just wanted to explain that it wasn't... It doesn't have to be... You don't have to feel like you... Here's what I'm going to say. For a few pitches, you kept saying uh, with my coming-of-age sports story, but in like a weird sport, you said, I'm holding out for the right one. I think this is a good pitch, but I don't think trophy stores is the way to go. So come back with a different setting and let's talk. I am going to vote for Danny's if we can call it One Pump Chump. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for Danny's because that's a uh, that's a hilarious. Um... Justin, you're kind of right. I was really nervous about going last because I heard Danny's. And I was like, F- I know that's it's... Danny's. I think has been done before in a different way. Like, I, it's definitely been used and talked about. Yeah, but I don't know that the idea. Like, I kind of see it as. I like think a... it was in a TV series, though. I don't think it was in a movie. I think I kind of see it as a rom com where she's trying to. Oh, for sure stay with the guy and work him through sex so it's like a really hard r rom-com so i'm I'm kind of into it so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna vote for danny's um i really want to do mine because i want to do a tv show badly but i'm not gonna vote for mine uh just because they're the two i two ideas are good i like brian's a lot but for some reason like i just feel like this thing has been done so much like the yeah a woman and a misogynist guy and like it almost feels like it's supposed to be like she's going to change him somehow and like they're both going to learn something. I don't know. I just feel like I've seen it too much. I still think it's a good idea because it's different with the ghostwriting, which is kind of cool. I like Danny's a lot, even though I, I know for sure I've seen either TV or something. I've seen this done before. But yeah, I think we I think I'm good with Danny's for sure. I will not vote for one pump Chuck, though. No, one pump <laughs> chump. Don't care. Not voting for that. <laughs> Perfect title. Perfect title. Um, I was going to vote for Brian's. I was going to throw the heat on it of like maybe she's an activist a la the TV show Dear White People. Oh, where, yeah. 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 Where it's kind of like good. a lot of conflict. Um, but I guess I'm outvoted anyway. Okay. It just so feels it like doesn't that's matter. Been done, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah, it has. But I think like what would be interesting about it is in kind of today's society it's okay it doesn't matter you didn't get picked yeah it doesn't matter um but the reason i but the reason it came to me because i was like no i literally had the conversation with myself was like oh this has been done but at the same time like times have changed since i've seen this and i'd be interested to see what we could do with like today's time so like danny you're right she could have been an activist but anyways one pump chump here we go (laughs) here we go so clearly it's told from the woman's point of view um sure I'll be, guy, I'll, be, I'll be speaking from the men's point of view. <laughs> okay, so this guy is basically perfect. He's like absolutely perfect, horrible in bed, uh, doesn't know it, thinks he's good. Of course, we learn later that he doesn't think he's good. He's actually just really self-conscious, blah, blah, blah. And they bond because he knows he's bad at sex. There you go, Justin. I'll make you happy. Basically called this. But basically what we do is... I think the first act of the movie is her trying to 
get him to try things and be better at sex without telling him that he's bad. And then the midpoint of the movie is going to have to be her being like, this is a problem. This is bad. And then them together trying to figure out a way to fix things. And like, then you can do like the funny sex classes or whatever. He could ask his friends, which is really awkward because he would never do that. But then he kind of has to. Sexual therapists. That I feel like that's a funny one. Exactly. Some really woo-woo sex therapist who wants to do like uh, uh, tantric sex. She leaves some books in the bathroom for him. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) So I kind of see it a little differently. In my head, it's more of a... So act one is they meet and they get together and they're really into each other and she's really into him and they end up sleeping together and he's just super bad at sex. And so then like the second act is kind of like that their dating part of a rom-com, but she's showing him the rope, so to speak, like taking him to a sex education class, like going to a sex therapist, going to like a tantric workshop and things like that. And so you're still getting like following kind of the rom-com beats, but it's more of that. um, But I thought he was supposed to be confident in like he, what he was doing. Yeah. See, I wouldn't go that route. I would go like the, or maybe, maybe he is confident, but like, she's like, if we're going to be together, we got to go to these classes. I can't. Oh, she like opens up to him and says he's bad. She doesn't like. Yeah. So it's not funny in the fact that she just kind of like sneaks it in there and like we know as an audience, but he doesn't know yet. Well, so that's. See, I think that's funny for the first half of the movie. Yeah. Which, 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 which way? (laughs) Where she tries to sneak it in under the radar. Like, I I think think that's that's... also more realistic, too. Like, I don't think you would just. Hey, by the way, like, we're going to need to go to therapy because this ain't going to work. Yeah. So my question is, does she tell him or does he find out that he's bad? Because I think it's funnier than in that case if he finds out, but she doesn't tell him. And then so then you have, he's trying to do all these things and get better. Oh, I like that. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it's one of those things like, you could also have it where like he finds out through a friend. I think it'd have to be like a text message. Like he sees a text message on her phone while she's in the shower. Mm. And he sees like some texts pop up on her phone. No, let it be the computer. Let it be on the computer. Type in an email and it pops up in the bubble on the computer. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like Matt. That's so much easier than like realistic. And Justin, if you don't want to call it one pump chump, like her roommate can be like, how was your date with one pump chump? Because that's what she calls him. Yeah, you guys are awful. Um, (laughs) But no, what I thought I would love for the opening scene to be them having sex. And it'd be like that quick. And she's like, should you come? No, <laughs> you could literally have them like going in the room. They have sex for like literally however long you want it to be or whatever. And it's like, and we would all know from right then, like, that's kind of the tone of the sh- of the movie right there. It's like, holy shit. That feels a little bit more TV show to me, to be honest, just because of like the, the concept of like a cold open or a teaser. Um, but I'm still down for a film with a cold open. And then we rewind. Like, of films well, have cold so opens. my only problem with that is then we're just like they're in the relationship. And with something like that this, could literally be the second day. We don't have to like put them in the relationship. No, I'm just saying I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I like that because I want to see them on the date. The opening scene could also be like really wild, heavy, good sex with some guy that she's not interested in at all. And she's like telling him, oh, yeah, like I, I have this other date. And he's like, oh, cool. Like, good luck. Yeah, it could be more of a hookup, like a casual hookup thing. 
And maybe she meets, this is like her next Tinder date, and she ends up really liking him, but he's like awful at sex. Yeah. If you go from having amazing sex with a guy to having a good date and terrible sex, I feel like your audience is not going to be rooting for the guy with bad sex. Well, the other guy's a dick. The first guy's a complete asshole. I still I still think, you, know, you got to think about it from a TV perspective, even though this is a movie. Like, you're still not going to be rooting for that guy after that one moment. Why wouldn't you? Because you're going to end the night with bad sex. You're not starting the night with it. Okay, concept. We have this woman. She's having sex with this douchebag. He's a total douche, but he's like a good friend. You know, they get drinks together, whatever. And... It's very clear that it's just a friends with benefits situation. They're talking to each other after the sex, like, oh, how's your dating life? Whatever. He's like, yeah, I don't know. Job's up in the air. I don't know what's going to happen, right? And he's like, how's Mr. How's Mr. Wonderful? She's like, oh, you know, I've been talking to, to him. And it's this guy who's like perfect, has a PhD, you know, has a dog, lives in freaking Chelsea in New York City, has his own one-bedroom apartment. What's and his name? like, Justin. Great. His name sounds is like a, Justin. Sounds like a wonderful guy. <laughs> um, and she's like, yeah, so I have this date with him tomorrow. And then the whole kind of first 10 pages is like this great date, right? They have this amazing connection and he's so sweet and he's so handsome and he's so perfect. And then they Thank end you. it with them going back to his place and having really terrible sex. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I think. And so then what you have is... Her basically dating this guy, kind of getting her rocks off with this fuck buddy who she kind of hates on the side and trying to figure out how to sneak into this guy. Like, how do I get him better at sex? The building would be like, he wants to be exclusive. She says, yes, of course. He finds out that he's really bad at sex. He's trying to figure out on his own. She's trying to figure out on her own. Maybe... One of the biggest conflicts is like she tries to get the three of them to hang out all together so that the fuck buddy can like give the guy pointers Mm. in like a group situation like, oh, yeah, we're just going to have a party. And she's like, can you please help him? And it gets really awkward, gets really bad. You think they're going to break up. But then, of course, they finally talk about it and it's all good. I don't love the idea. So I agree with you up until the midpoint because I do agree. Like I see it. She's having sex with this one guy. He's a giant douche, but I think she's kind of like more into him than he's into her. And so they're texting in bed and, uh, she's like, what are you doing? Do you want to hang out? And he's like, no, I can't. I've got something. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a date too. See, I think it's the other way around. I think it's that he's more into her than she's into him. No, because if you're doing that, then Justin's right. Like, people are going to like the fuck buddy more than they like the guy that can't go for it. I mean, you could do an ugly truth type of situation where she ends up with the guy with good sex. Um, <laughs> That's but, what Justin was saying. But no, I do think that it's okay. I mean, why can't they just not be into each other? Yeah, that's fine. But then you just you don't want to continue to include him because then it becomes kind of like a weird love triangle, even though it's not. I disagree. I mean, I think, okay, question. Would it be different if they were like both women? No. <laughs> well, well, I don't like if, the, if, if she's having sex with this woman who's really great in bed and then this woman tries to give this man sex advice. 
Yeah, I still think that's weird. I still think that's weird because you're asking like, you're creating a situation where the two partners are meeting and you're creating like, I'm thinking of it from an audience perspective, you're pitting them against each other almost. And you're putting them together in a situation where there's going to be some sort of tension, even if there's not tension to the audience, there's going to feel like tension between them. I mean, I think that's okay. And that's funny, as long as the guy that she's with is clearly superlative to the guy from the beginning of the movie. That's very fair. I just feel like that's much harder to pull off. I think it's also funny because then you could have this guy who's like kind of a total sleaze bag, and you have this really nice sweetheart guy and neither of them wants to be having this conversation, right? Because I think that's a good conflict. Like she's convinced the sleaze bag to come to the party and if drop we some make hints. It, if we make it a abundantly like almost overly clear that they are not getting together in the end yes then like yeah it can work but i do think justin's right in that situation like if you show the great sex and then you show a great date and then horrible sex people are going to be like well that guy's hotter i would go with the the good sex guy you know like that's the problem that you're gonna have Yeah. yeah i think then i'm just left with like so what is their connection? Why is she going through all this trouble? What makes this guy so great to her? Yeah. Because she wants a relationship. I know, but what about So he's what giving about her this, a relationship? What about this guy, Danny, in your opinion, makes him so wonderful to her? Yo, if he's, like, handsome and has money and treats her well and is emotionally available and supportive and wants to listen to Let's her. Go. Do I need to go on? Has his own apartment in New York City? No, I, th- I think you really want to highlight one of those. Like, I think the handsome thing's guaranteed with a movie. He listens to her. Yeah, so okay. I think you go with that. Like, oh my God, he's such a, you like, you highlight he's such a great listener. And I think that's how the audience starts rooting for this guy. Yeah, he's like emotionally sensitive. Well, I mean, remember when you pitched it, he seemed kind of cocky and douchey with like, Oh, I'm a, oh, I'm a right. Libra, yeah. like, of course I'm good at sex. You don't want the audience like, oh, God, fuck this guy. Can she get someone better? Yeah. You want them like, you know what? He's got potential, you know? I mean, think about the movie Knocked Up. Seth Rogen's character is like, he has enough potential that we all root for him to kind of, like, make it through. Yeah, for me, it's like, they've obviously got to have good chemistry. But then also, you had talked about the midpoint. They're getting together. They're trying to make it work. She's slipping him hints. She's trying different things in bed. None of it's working. Midpoint is he finds out and starts doing things on his own. Is there a fallout? Because in most rom-coms, we would have a fallout. I agree. And I think you have them break up when he finds the text and then they have a fight. Like they have an open discussion. Otherwise, like I think they have the fight when when they have the weird uh, meeting with the sex therapist? Yeah. No, when That's they have fine the too. weird... So here's what I see it as. She is sleeping with Gerard Butler from The Ugly Truth. Sure, yeah. Total asshole. And she meets Jason Bateman. Really sweet. Really sensitive. Perfect date. Gives her butterflies. All this stuff. Yeah. And they have sex. And he like makes a little joke about being good at sex. But he's kind of awkward about it. You know, because he's Jason Bateman. And you're like, oh, no. You're like, oh, no, he doesn't know it. He doesn't realize. 
So then you have her basically fucking her fuck buddy on the side and trying to slip him these things. They get exclusive. He finds out that she's been saying this thing and he's like, oh, no, I got to get better. So then you have the dual plot of she's trying to get him better. He's also trying to get better. None of it's working. Then there's going to be this party and she hasn't had any good sex in months. And she's like, Gerard Butler, I know this is super awkward, but like, can you just and don't mention me. Don't mention me at all. But just give him some pointers or something. Just, you know, mention. Oh, what... God, that's awkwardly funny. And it's I love it. so awkward. And that's what causes the big fight is because when this happens, of course, it doesn't go over well. This guy realizes exactly what's going on. And it's like, yeah. you couldn't well, talk guy, to me. Like you just sent his girlfriend. Your... Right. You just sent this guy that you used to have good sex with to like talk to me. Why couldn't you just talk to like and and basically they split because he's like, look, I have been so honest and you know that I'm a good listener and like all of this stuff and everything that you like about me is basically exactly what you're refusing to share with me. Okay, so how do they get back? So then they get back. um, She goes to his door and like apologizes. Weak. Well, then offer a solution, Brian. She comes over with a vibrator and says, we will have sex, you will finish, and I will keep going. That is our deal. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to throw this out there, but we do need to work on like how they get back together. Um, so here's what I think would be really funny is if the advice that the douchebag is giving to him is so stupid and it's like, Okay, so for some reason, I remember this in high school, but everyone would be like, sing the theme song to Scooby Dooby Doo while you're like doing it. And it <laughs> takes your mind off of things. And so I think it would be so funny if this douchebag guy gave him that advice. And then at the end, they're obviously like, we're going to end with them having good sex together. And you hear him singing the Scooby Dooby Doo theme song in his head during the like the good sex, and it's like it's supposed to be something that like takes your mind off of it, like yeah, baseball I mean, I, I, card okay, or something. Okay. Like I get that. what you were saying, yeah, yeah. So I think something really stupid like that that ends up being the reason or like the thing that makes him good, and so we well, can, I already like, have like some so many great one liners to put in my dialogue, but yeah, go for it. Okay, I have an idea, and for some reason this idea came to me. So like, what if? They're talking at the bar, they're at this party, and there's like a glass and he has a cocktail that has an olive in it or a cherry in it or something. And they're sitting together and they're talking together. And that's kind of how he tries to like bring it up because he's playing with this cherry that's in this beer glass. And then that becomes really awkward. I can just visually see it. Maybe it's just that's my director pretty weird. brain. No, he's yeah. rolling a cherry like up and down the side of a beer glass and like trying to talk to this guy about sex. And this guy is like, all these innuendos are completely going over his head. For sure. And then he gets really mad about it. Um, I do think the vibrator is a good, she shows up with a vibrator at his door, is honestly a good way for them to get together, back together. Is I'm it sorry. like, would he be receptive to that? I don't know. If Only if a girl's if just like, yeah, you suck. You're not getting better. Like, but I really like you and I want to make this work. And it's like, okay, but we're not addressing the problem that I was open and honest with you and you couldn't be with me just because you show up. She is. She's, she's saying like, you know what? It's fine. We're both going to win this way. 
Yeah, but that's not. She's I don't know. I just not... thought the vibrator is funny, and I mean, good dialogue could do anything. I think that's. I think the vibrator is uh, the cherry on top of whatever the other emotional openness and honesty that she's bringing to the table is. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what that emotional openness and honesty is. Because if they're gonna break up, she's gonna have to get him back. Okay. So how does she do that? Let's go down this path. Has she ever been in a long-term relationship, or is this the first one she's really committed to? First one. Okay. So she's never done this before. Like, that's kind of an easy opening, like... Yeah, so that's... I mean, that could be This is her journey as a first, you know, first time. She thought she was open. She didn't realize how much she was really hiding until, like, he left. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I've learned so much just from going through this. And now I feel like I'm really actually ready now versus before I thought I was ready and I didn't realize what this would be like. Yeah. And the thing is, so the reason why she likes him so much is because he's so open and honest and genuine and shares all of the stuff. And what screws her over in the end is that she hasn't been. So, of course, she goes to him and she's like, I've never done this before. I I haven't told you this, but like, I've never done this before. And I'm nervous. And this is why I wasn't honest with you. And, oh, you know what would be cute and funny? If she goes to his door after he stormed out of the party and she's opening up to him about all this stuff and he's the one that bought the vibrator. Oh, see, that would be cute. I would like that. That's cute. Because then he's the one that's like, I know I overreacted. Or like, I just wish you'd told me. He's like, I do want you to have... As much fun as me. Like, I mean, I'm willing to even, I have this fiber. I'm willing to, like, do what yeah, it takes to kind of I make sure this. your pleasure, yeah. too. That's fair. And then the end of the movie is them having great sex. Yeah, I imagine, like, the final scene is her walking to the trash can and dropping the vibrator in it. Because, like, she doesn't need it. No, right. no, 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 or, no, no, Or no. they just roll over and he's like, how was it? And she's like, great. And he's like, how was the vibrator? And she's like, it died fin- five minutes in, but that's fine. <laughs> Oh, so this guy's like gotten really good out of nowhere. Yeah, because they've talked about it. It's about the communication. Turns out that it's a lot of like in her head that she's built up all this stuff because that's the other thing is as the movie goes along, the more emotionally invested that she becomes and the more like critical of him, the more in her head she's getting. For and sure. she can't talk to him about it. So it's making it worse and worse, even if he's getting better. Yeah, I agree. But I thought the joke was he was so quick. It can be whatever. I I don't know if it's a quick necessarily rather than just bad. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, no, I like that, Danny. I like that a lot because I was still really, really struggling with like, why is she fighting for this? And obviously he's a good guy and everything, but what's the point? And um, no, I like that. I mean, it, it brings her into a more fully fleshed character. Because as as he's really trying and getting better, yeah, she's putting up more walls and, and pushing further away. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the party that they're all at is a goodbye party for her friend with benefit. And so that like she's part of her emotional unavailability is that she's losing that connection. And I so- like that. I like that. And especially because like if he's going away, she's going to be more like... Can you please tell this person this? Yeah. Before yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Danny, are you good? Um, yes, I think so. I don't think I think because we changed it from 
him being quick to him just being bad, we might need to change it from One Pump Chump. That's but, definitely not uh, the oh, title yeah. of the movie. That's not the title of the movie. Oh, yeah. Don't be that human. <laughs> All right. And we'll be right back. Danny's going to go make the log line. She'll come back. She'll pitch it to us. And we'll go around the room and decide if we're going to save the cat or scratch it. All right, Danny. We'll see you in a bit. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder, as always, that these podcasts are for entertainment purposes only. These ideas are fresh, new, and sometimes submitted by you. Anything said is not meant to infringe on the copyright of any existing work of art, and everything is thought of during this show without any previous influence. If it sounds like something you've already seen or heard, what can I say? That's Hollywood, all out of fresh ideas. Thanks, and enjoy. And we're back. Danny's going to pitch us a log line. We're going to go around the room and decide if we're going to save the cat or scratch it. All right, Danny, take it away. Premature. A woman looking for love finally meets the type of handsome, sensitive, and intelligent man she's been wanting to marry her whole life. But it turns out he's bad in bed. And she can't tell him. Can she low-key teach him how to get her off? Or is she screwed? Awesome. She's screwed. She screwed. Yeah, it's over She's for screwed. her. No, it's now. Uh, I'll start us off. I do not think that this pitch is screwed because I'm going to save it. Uh, I am a big fan of this one. I think this is really funny concept. Um, I think, again, we didn't really get into how we saw this, but I do see it as kind of like a knocked up type rom-com, um, more hard R obviously with the subject matter. So yeah, I'm definitely going to save it. Big fan of premature. Yeah. Um, I didn't necessarily like exactly where it went with you guys. I would probably take it a little different, but I save it. I love the idea. I think it'd be great. I personally would love to write it. So yeah, I think premature is a a plus for me. Awesome. Yeah, I also save it. I think we nailed it. I think this is a score. I'm going all the way with this pitch, and I'm ready to get busy, get down, and grind it out this weekend if y'all are. I'm just ready to go all the way. I changed mine. <laughs> I don't save this anymore. I hate hey, it. Brian, I want it to no burn. Funny I turn into a porno real quick. Oh, my brain just went limp from this. At least I didn't use the phrase bumping uglies. Yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely awful. I feel like that's something our moms would say. Yeah, it really would. <laughs> Reference the moms. Oh, no. Hey, mom. Hi, mom. All right. Three saves. Premature. We got it. We Let's did now, save them prematurely. Uh, it might be a little <laughs> premature to have a segue here, but what is everybody watching this week? Oh, my God. God, I hate it so much. Um, I did not hate my What Are You Watching, which was uh, I watched the new Netflix film Moxie. It is the f- directorial debut of one of my favorite people working right now in Hollywood, Amy Poehler. Uh, she directed this. It's based off of a book. Um, it was good. It It had some pacing issues. I felt like it could have been about an hour longer or 30 minutes shorter and they just cut out because they brought up a bunch of little subplots, but they didn't really go anywhere with them. And some of it kind of felt like it was coming out of left field, but overall it was a really good film. Um, 
Really cool story, really inclusive storytelling that they went with. So yeah, Moxie on Netflix, really recommend. Cool. Um, I, I got to check that one out. Um, I have been watching for the first time Schitt's Creek oh. because I actually haven't seen it before and uh, it's really funny. You know, yeah. now I understand why everybody's always like, David, David, <laughs> now I get it. David, um, I think it's really funny. We've talked, Justin and I talked about it. Like, it's just such a pure show. Yeah. There's nothing, I don't, it's really tough to find fault because it's just so pure. I just, yeah, I really enjoy it. Uh, I, I rewatched the entire Mission Impossible series. Hell yes. <laughs> nice. Hell Yes. I don't think I've uh, seen it. I was a kick after watching that TV show, Covert Affairs, and I was like, you know what? I want to watch some more like spy action stuff. Mission Impossible 2, really, really not that good. But that opening scene was so cool because you knew he was really doing it. It was like, yeah, holy nuts. Tom Cruise is <laughs> crazy. We can all agree on that. But like, he does his own <laughs> stunts. So amazing. Like, I can't not watch Mission Impossibles and be like, you're freaking insane, but I love you. I love you so much. He broke his ankle jumping a building in like the fourth one. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you could see him like limping as he gets up. He jumped a building. I literally don't think I've seen any of these. He does a halo jump. Yeah, like I know what that is. Halo jump, it's like high altitude, low orbit. Um, Basically, it's like the lowest skydive, free fall skydive that you can do where it's like deemed safe um but like Quote, people unquote, normal safe. people don't do it it's like what paramilitary people do um oh it's, shit it's freaking crazy he does like halo jumps he learned how to fly a helicopter so like he was in the last one he was climbing up a rope and then literally the scene is you have to fall off of this rope but by the way it's going to be like hundreds of yards in the air and you're going to fall onto this thing and then you have to grab the side of it. There's not really a safety net for you. You just got to go do this stunt. Like Tom Cruise is crazy and we benefit from it because these stunts are amazing. Damn. He, did a, he did a drug movie a couple of years ago where he flew a plane, Danny, and he was the only one in the plane. And he had to leave the cockpit and throw bales of hay or cocaine out of the plane while the plane was not being flown by a human. Tom Cruise. Like he's crazy. What? What? He is human is... cocaine. Like, what insurance wow. company was like, yeah, we'll we'll be okay with no, this. No, he's had to, like, I've read that he's had to, like. He lied yeah, about a couple of things. He's had to, like, go oh without insurance God. on some things because, like, nobody would, like, they're like, no, you're freaking crazy. We... They gave him a stunt devil and he said, no, I'm doing it. So in Mission Impossible 2, he famously lied to the production team and said, oh, yeah. And then he went and did the stunt himself and wouldn't let the stunt person do the job. Oh, he is insane. And like, here's the thing. You can sit there and be like, oh, this is crazy. Why would he ever do this? But like in the movie, I can rewatch those a million times and I know he's going to be fine. But like just the way that the director is able to shoot it, like you have this sense of awe and the sense of fear because this man is like actually doing these crazy things. So Danny, I'll send you the opening scene to Mission Impossible 2 where he's like. Just free climbing a cliff. Oh my yeah. god! But the worst part is the Mission Impossible too. Like he does that, and that scene has nothing to do with the entire movie. It's just, it's just a cold open. That is literally the best part of the entire movie. Like Mission Impossible Two is hilariously bad. The first ten minutes, watch it. They tried to make it into James Bond. Yeah, 
I gotta watch these. I, I'm just gonna like look up on YouTube like all the crazy stunts. shit Tom Cruise yeah. does in Mission Impossible. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Isn't it a real scene where he hangs on a plane while it's driving yes! away? Yes. Yeah, he's on the side. He's of like the plane. on the side of a plane, holding on to it while it's flying away. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> And I thought he was just crazy because of Scientology, but this is a whole new level. I think he thinks he's invincible. No, but again, yeah. <laughs> we are all better for it because these movies, like... I mean, it makes for great... It I mean, does. like, if you don't have to have the stunt devil, that's great for the director, right? You don't have to, like, fill I, it I in. I mean, unless your actor freaking dies halfway through the film and then you're out of everything. Well, it could make for a great film because you're like, you know what? Everyone will watch this. Ugh. I love you, Tom Cruise. I don't care. Insane. Wow. All right. Guys, thank you for tuning in this week. It's been amazing. You guys should go check out Tom Cruise movies immediately. Yes. I am at Justin Eugene. Catch me on all the uh, platforms, and uh, I will see you all next week. Yeah, we saved this cat. Thank God. I am Danny Hanks. You can catch me at Official Danny Hanks. And I am Brian Hayes. You can find me at Bredacted. And as always, you can find the podcast at Can We Save Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That is Can We Save Pod at Instagram and Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Been getting some good feedback. Really appreciate you reaching out. Um, Leave us a review on Apple if you can. And thank you again. Hope you enjoy. Rate and subscribe. Doopy doopy doo. Later. Thank <laughs> you.